It was really, oh my God, it was so windy out today. It fucking sucks. I hate the wind so goddamn much. Yeah, because it looked nice, right? The sun was out. The sun is just mm-hmm. uh, poking through the curtains saying, come on out and frolic, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, let me tell you something. I was in I was in both of your neck of the woods on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, when it was 70, 75-ish degrees outside. Uh, and let me tell you right now. Uh, just give up, <laughs> give up while you give it, up. give up. All right. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Give up. Everybody was outside. Give up. Oh yeah. Okay. Everybody was out. Oh, yeah. Now were they were all wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that right now. I would say ninety percent of people were wearing masks. Were you? Were was there the occasional like you know person who was down on their luck who was who looked a little shabby and had one sort of like hanging under their jowl like was that yeah that there were that was happening a little bit too some some, but, some uh, beckys and some chads i mean yeah but uh dude people were fucking out and i don't i don't know if it's uh, i don't know i don't know i i kind of like it cuz it's just like oh yeah we're either just fucked or we're not you know mm. right and there were no officer garcias uh open hand slapping people in the face for not wearing a mask or uh <laughs> or putting their knees on their necks like you'd find in the east village where plainclothes cops are uh, out there terrorizing homeless people and uh and not even homeless people just normal residents of the uh of the projects down there now Jesus. is this is this an actual story yeah. or is this ju- okay this is an actual story so like some some an off so the NYPD you know famous some dude who looked uh, like Jesus from uh oh, oh no I guess he looked like Miro yeah this he guy looked like Miro he looked yeah. like Miro and he uh and he was harassing a couple people who were like just sitting on the curb and then another guy who um I guess worked for New York City Housing he uh w- you know he wasn't on duty but he came up and was videotaping this cop doing this. What are you flexing for? Don't flex. We got lost on two. Look, look, look. He ain't even do nothing. 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 And the cops like, "Why are you flexing? Stop flexing!" And <laughs> open hand slaps this guy, and then four Whoa! other cops rush up on the street, and he's like sitting on his neck and head. And what? Uh, yeah, That's but it all crazy. got videotaped, and none of these cops were wearing masks because of why? Not. Why do that? That's too, uh, yeah. No, no, that that's that puts a lot of strain on the police academy training program. That's just got, that's way that's way over their pay grade. And then there was another on Twitter. There were like four uh, plain clothes, clothes cops wearing masks, uh, ta- posing for a Law and Order photograph. And underneath in the tweet, it was like, "We just uh, caught a guy jumping the turnstile with a scale and some marijuana." Like, and oh, that one I did see. Yeah. yeah. So to serve and protect, uh, throwing another nonviolent uh, offender into the tombs for the weekend to catch COVID. I hate, I hate that. I'm, I'm, I have I've nothing to say. I can't even be like ironically sarcastic about liking that. Like that's I'm just angry. 
Oh, no, yeah. No, you love to see it. New York, uh, number one, best city in the world, <laughs> uh, run by the real estate industry whose job is to uh, create a police state to keep, keep finance bros uh, feeling safe. Yo, a couple days ago, I watched the movie Who's Eating Gilbert Grape. You guys ever seen that movie? Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't seen it since it or came what, out. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so What's Eating Gilbert Grape is um, there was Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was his like, first role, like his real breakout role. And he was playing a special yes. special needs teenager. And there's this amazing scene where he is like arrested for like climbing the water tower. And he's like, while he's being arrested, he's like, officer, officer, turn on the siren, run the siren, run the lights, do it. I love the shiny thing. And cause he's <laughs> oh, no. and I want to say that to a cop so bad. Like Walt. <laughs> Like while I'm being arrested, how fucking hilarious to be like, officer, just just run the run the, the cool lights, just turn on the cool lights. I don't know, <laughs> screaming it from I, I'm in the back of the cop car, or like you know, with handcuffs on, just asking them to blare the siren as loud as they can. You'd get it in New York City because people don't realize this about here because, but all of you know, all of our cop cars have a little bit of bass in their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, they it's. Like, yeah, like, they're not like other uh, municipalities. The other municipalities, the cop cars sound like the ambulances, where it's just the regular, woo, mm-hmm. But, like, here, when the cops blare their, their sirens, it, it does that, but it also throws in, like, a, mm-hmm. like, as the, as the lower register in there. And everybody on YouTube, whenever they see it, the NYPD, they're like, damn, those are aggressive. Those are aggressive cars yep. just on their face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the yeah. Everybody always forgets that about the NYPD, though. It's just like you know who is in charge of the NYPD uh, is Jews. New New York. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, is uh, New Yorkers mm-hmm. and uh, you know a, a group of people famous for their indignity. Yep. You know, like it, it, I, 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 wasn't it one of you guys who said that the NYPD pays out five hundred million dollars in lawsuits a year? Just in those it, it, by those parameters, uh, by getting sued, they love getting sued. Uh, Garcia, this particular cop, already has a huge. He's cost the taxpayer a ton of money in a uh, legal suits. Oh yeah, he's already he's already uh, um, been sued. The civil suits have come out against the NYPD for his actions in the past. Yeah, it's uh, and they're all. It, it, it's just so funny. It's just like. We've all we've all like had a friend who's just too aggro and we just know, you know, like that guy who's just like, dude, I can't drink tequila. I can't drink tequila, dude. I can't, you know, and you just know after a certain point of time, you just don't bring them out to drink tequila when you go outside. All right. Like you don't have to. You can sort of silently acknowledge that he's not, you know, you, you like soft fire him as far as a tequila drinker. That's all the NYPD has to do. Just like, yeah, no, Officer Garcia, he does. He just punches the mail now. Like, yeah, that's how he get, mm-hmm. well, we get. Well, you know what out. we do? We we put him on officer friendly duty. It's like, okay, you like to go out there and tase people and uh, act like you're a hero. We're just gonna have you interact with children for the rest of your career, because uh, that would yeah. be uh. <laughs> that would probably be the worst fate for him. Like, he likes jumping out of cars and like harassing people. Yeah, you can't even put a guy like that on parking duty because he's just going to shoot somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, or, I, have, or, I have a good yeah. assignment for those kinds of cops, and that would be um, when like suburban people are being overly judgmental of people 
for like wearing a mask but not wearing like an appropriate enough mask and like being six feet not seven feet apart i want a cop to be like to have to their job is to go up to those suburban scolds and be like calm down just relax and that's their whole job it's just to tell them to to, to calm the fuck down because no 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 why are you flexing why yeah. why are you flex why are you flexing why are you why are you flexing don't uh, flex please please don't please don't flex also, I feel bad for those people because, real talk, I have been eating on these streets lately. Like, I am eating on the ground. There's nowhere for me to sit inside. And, and yes, is it less sanitary? Yeah, probably. I, I, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, boys. I'm, I've got to eat on the ground now. You, you will see me in Bushwick <laughs> like, in the shade we'll be like, eating on the ground. We'll be like, Danny, we have a plate. Do you want a plate? And Danny's like, no, no, no. I have to eat on the ground. I, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm I not have eating to fry off, an egg off on the, the ground. On the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not eating off of it, but I am sitting. I'm like sitting on like nice shady corners, and I'm eating my food closer to the ground than I normally do. Are you one of the people who is leaving the water bottles full of urine on the streets? <laughs> Dude, I have seen such an uptick in water bottle urine situations. Right. It's because all the bathrooms are closed. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. I Like, you can't, in addition to it being illegal to eat, you can't, it's impossible to use the restroom in Manhattan now. It is, there's so few places. It is a absolute art pinpointing them. Where are they? Just name one, and then let's move on. W- one bathroom. Uh, uh Essex Market off of Delancey and uh and Essex. Okay, now what name name a second one? <laughs> the, the, the Home Depot on Twenty Third between Sixth and Seventh, uh, Fifth and Sixth Avenue. Oh, that's a, that's a big Home Depot. That's a good one. That's the dude. That's the, that's like the nicest bathroom in the city, secretly. That's that's fucking cool to know. I do eat. I like the Eataly bathroom because people think you're shopping there, and then you just kind of. I've been to, I've delivered pizzas from Italy. You could, they're they're little. They're little pizzas. I don't like the food, but the bathroom's nice. Yeah. Also, they closed the fucking bathroom at Grand Central. You can't use the bathroom at Grand Central Station anymore. Jesus. What is this? Also, Penn Station is basically uh Penn Station is completely hollowed out in only homeless people now. It, it is entirely just people like kind of wandering around and it's just like, "Oh yeah." And I mean, I mean that's fine. It's just that's what it is. It's like there's nobody traveling, and the people who are unhoused they have to they have to hang out somewhere, you know. Like they could have they turned it into a homeless shelter if they wanted to, the city, but instead it's a de facto homeless shelter. It's a de- yeah for sure. Penn Station, Penn Station is uh yeah it, it 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 it's it's pretty bleak for sure. Yeah, beforehand it was uh my wedding venue, but now now it's a homeless. <laughs> yeah, up, man. Did I tell you about when I first moved to New York City? I was like, oh, I want to check out some of the sites. And I thought I was going to Grand Central Station, but I went to Penn Station <laughs> instead. <laughs> Dude, I was like, this is okay. Okay. There's lots of things going on here. There's it's, lots uh, of people. The difference little... between Godfather 1 and Godfather 3. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, dude, it was I was just like, this is weird. And then I went to Grand Central. I was like, oh yeah, here's the the fucking atrium or whatever it is, you know. This is the whole thing. It's like the difference between Toy Story 3 and all other animated films. I've never seen Toy Story 3. It's really good. Um hmm. very, very good. <laughs> 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 well, well then you're like a blind man who's never seen color. 
Yeah. <laughs> You've only seen all of the other animated films, so you don't know how bad your life has been up to this point. Look, you you're like one you're like you're like one of those colorblind people on YouTube who puts on the funny glasses for the first time and then you just watch an old man weep. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same reaction every time as you give granddad the funny glasses, he sees purple and then he goes, Holy fuck and then like <laughs> freaks the fuck out. I'm down. Uh uh Yeah man. Well, I don't think there was any really good segue from uh, from this, but no. <laughs> why is uh, I, it's very strange, I guess. I mean, if we're talking about the uh, ridiculous amounts of poverty that we're all seeing firsthand all the time, why is it that unemployment is at 14 percent, but everyone is talking about how good the stock market is doing? Yeah, um, this is a... This is a thing that, much in the same way that Donald Trump can easily connect to the stock market and think about it, because it's these numbers. He's like, "Oh, it's good, it's good. I love the numbers." You know, mm -hmm. uh, the it is it's confusing to the average person as well. I don't understand it. it. It's inexplicable. I feel like I am in an H.P. Lovecraft story where mm. someone is trying to describe uh, a horror that I can't that I can't comprehend. <laughs> yeah, I I read the article and I was like, "What? What the fu what? What's happening? Like why why is it? Why, David? Why?" Um it's mostly because it is meaningless. Like that's the most important thing I think to first off <laughs> really <laughs> highlight is that this thing the stock market, the 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 little line that goes up and down is so detached from our lived experience that it shouldn't be that shocking. That's the easiest answer, right? Yeah. The second easiest answer is income inequality is so rampant and our economy has become so automated and outsourced and financialized that there isn't really as strong of a connection between labor and capital like there used to be. In the old days, if there was a strike at the steel mill, the, the price of steel, like the stocks in steel would go down, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the, yeah, yeah. Like there would be some issues with steel. If there is a, if there's 14% unemployment all of a sudden, that is not exactly going to prove that Amazon is going to lose business. Yeah, yeah. Everything, well, um, yeah, everything for better or for worse back in the day, uh, there was always one, at least one middleman, which was like a man in a uh, a field with a bunch of hay, being like, "I'm not giving you my fucking hay." And then people are people are like, "Oh no, I'm losing I'm losing money on the damn hay uh, futures." Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just there was a direct relationship between actions and what we called the economy. There was just like. It's so interconnected that, yes, some things matter, but there's so many factors that could happen all at once and just trigger a global meltdown or not. And the Or not. Or not. You know, and, and the another big reason is the S&P 500 is largely made up of tech companies, and tech companies are doing well. That, that, they that love is, it, dude. The, the, like, they tech love it. Tech companies have been doing well through this crisis. You know, Zoom is way up. Amazon is killing it. Facebook is killing it. Google's killing it all throughout this stuff because their consumers 
are still working from home. And all of us are using our stimulus money to get Amazon deliveries. And they are still paying Amazon workers a sub you know living wage so they're they're still raking in the profits man i mean they're busting up some unions they're they're still soaring and uh and all of the and seamless and grubhub and yelp are all making money as well and uh gouging the restaurants like there was another on twitter there was a bill or like the ledger for a restaurant and the restaurant let's say is raking in two thousand dollars a day or arbitrarily i'm just gonna throw out that number okay it's making that much a day but then like 30 percent of that is going to grubhub mm. or like whatever the the postmates app, whatever the app is makes so much that the actual restaurant isn't really making anything even though they are busy because deliveries are up totally i mean it's it's a like kind of like a price gouging of people who have the platform, right? Like if right. you own the platform and you are the only channel through which you can through which someone else can make money, then you can do whatever the 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 hell you want for to with pricing stuff. Like it yeah, exactly kind of like what you're saying. Same thing with like frankly with journalism for the past 10 years has been we have to listen to Twitter and Facebook and do whatever they tell us to do with our content because we cannot survive without their networks. And so I've, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's kind of the, the yeah, same thing. Well, here's a counter question for you. You talk about this standard and poor, this S&P 500. Uh, what about the dang old NASDAQ? Huh? That's another thing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it? Is the is is the is uh-huh. the Nasdaq is the Nasdaq doing good or is does it have less tech companies associated with it and it's just doing whatever? Well, the Nasdaq is not an index of stocks. The Nasdaq is a stock exchange, so it is itself not any particular thing. It's a marketplace. It's like Italy for stocks. Uh, I love Italy. Okay. I know you don't like the food, but it's great. <laughs> it depends on what you want. There's like there's like twenty different venues in there that you yep. can yeah. yep. you can nosh at. So it's you know, maybe you just went to a bad one. Maybe I did. It was pretty good. It was good. For people for people who don't know, Italy is a uh, uh I would just call it an Italian themed buy whatever Growth. It's like a it's like a farmer's market for overpriced Italian food, right? It's yeah. a yeah, it's a food court for wealthy New York uh, Manhattanites or for tourists, yes. really. Yes, yes. So, um, Nasdaq yeah, okay. is like Italy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah. Then wait, what? Okay, well, okay. Then okay, if na- the, if the Nasdaq is Italy, then what is the S and P if it's related to food? So, like, think think about it. Like, make let's make a good analogy here. I see what you're you saying. Know? Okay, so imagine if Nasdaq or the New York Stock Exchange or the CBOE or the you know London Stock Exchange. These are all their own little Italy's. Okay. Yes. Yes. And yes. what an index fund does is basically imagine if there was one restaurant in Italy whose only job was to make the best single dish from every other restaurant in Italy. 
They were like, all right. They were like the greatest hits within Italy. You could just go in to that restaurant every day, and they would have experts trying every single dish at every Italy, and they would say, today the pasta from this one little tiny little restaurant in Italy is making the best pasta. And then same thing with salad, same thing with salami, same thing with uh, olive oils. And they would just have the kind of the best of at the moment, right? And it you have it to, is a, a curator's mixtape. It's that's cura- constantly yeah. changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that would be an index fund, basically. An index fund is something that you can invest in yourself. You can put your money in the S&P 500. And you can just say, I want it to follow, you know, just the just invest in the best company, the biggest companies. And I, I want you to follow the biggest boys in town. I want you to follow McDonald's. I want you to follow PepsiCo. I want you to follow Exxon. Exxon. I want you to follow, uh, you know, GE and two other companies. And, that you know, that'll have just a, bu- a bunch of and, then, you know, the, the 500 biggest companies in America are on the S&P 500. Right. Okay. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a little. It tracks thirty well-known companies that are traded on the New York Stock Exchange and Nasdaq. So it's a little bit smaller. The Dow Jones is than the S and P five hundred. Right. So it's a little. It's an even more curated, great. You know, uh, curators list within the Italy community. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it, on it, maybe it's just like. Uh, yeah, the NASDAQ is Spotify and S&P is a playlist. I think that makes sense. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just a playlist. It's your little, it's like almost, it's like rap caviar, right? Now, (laughs) does the playlist change? Yeah, yeah. Because if if your stock, if the company falls, like, uh, I mean, yes, in short, because companies change. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's the easiest answer. If I invest in the, in the uh, Standard & Poor, today then it's is that a snapshot of just the companies that are hot today and then tomorrow tomorrow's S&P is it is a different portfolio that you can invest in i mean maybe but there's probably it's going to be like around the margins where it's going to change i mean amazon isn't going to go from number 1 to number 600 overnight you know right yeah that's it. okay this is really this is good this is good because honestly, if we're being very honest, I really didn't know what these things were exactly no. <laughs> before this. It is it is a bit uh and I really just needed that very basic primer because uh yeah, uh okay. So wait, does that mean that the S&P 500 was something else before there were st- uh tech companies in it? Yes. Like what Yes. Okay. Like okay. when uh, and it, it's also the 500 best companies, right? So if your company hasn't gone public, then it can't be on the S&P 500. Yeah, yeah. Right? So before Facebook went public, obviously Facebook wasn't on the S&P 500, but now it is, and it's, you know, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big boy up there, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably also on the Dow Jones. I, I don't know about that, honestly. But, uh, you know, Apple, Walmart are going to be on the Dow Jones as well. I mean, the thing is, is that all it's it's not just that the first what what was the, to go back. The first reason was uh, finance is completely disassociated from reality. Two, yes, we some some companies are thriving right now. Actually, 
amid this coronavirus. And so, and uh, of those companies that are thriving, they're on the S and P five hundred and basically carrying the stock, the index fund forward. And keep, like that's how well Amazon is doing right now, right? Three, when there's a really big crash, the couple weeks after are re- are usually like technically amazing rebounds but yes like it's like if i'm just gonna draw a little line like imagine it goes like this really 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 like really really keeps going and then keeps going and then keeps going down that's like what we've had over the past two months and then it has like a crazy big v where it goes up twice it's still way way down but it technically had the largest rebound (laughs) in since yeah, 1987 yeah, yeah. or the largest rebound since 1933. And if well, you hear <laughs> if you hear anything about the economy with the words 1933, you know that that means right in the middle of the Great Depression and you should take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, it's it's the relative difference between uh, a, a crash stock markets like someone whose heart has stopped. Yeah, and they've got no brain function. Yeah. And then uh, you resuscitate them. And they're in terrible shape, but the difference between dead and slightly alive is a great <laughs> rebound. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like, look, this guy, this guy can move half of his face. He's practically alive. Yeah, <laughs> like what's come on? Or or, um, or like or like when the media like uh, heaps praise on Trump for doing something mildly presidential. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even the sl- the smallest sliver of like. We're gonna come together, and uh, we're all gonna go to my hotel afterwards and uh, suck each other's pussies, or whatever he said. You know, and like, but the, like, <laughs> the first half of that sentence, though, he sounded so presidential that that first half you could really hear it, and that is kind of like uh, the stock rebound. That is just people overestimating how good it is. What? Uh, what uh, uh, well, okay. So here's another thing: should people? Okay, we should probably state right out front that david gabe i we are not we do not have a fiduciary duty hell no to you to you you fucking people out there but like yeah but like i guess my thing is is like what is it what does it mean like should i be worried right now should like people who have actual assets in the stock market be worried i mean are we are, are we like peering over the the like the, like into the the vast open maw of just like an actual economic depression yes. or is it or you wait you immediately said yes <laughs> there's no or it is yes i mean also a huge amount of the reason why our economy is crashing some people have been saying is because our healthcare system uh is being overloaded which i think says something a little bit about our healthcare industry that Huh. It's almost like a four really? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's like, why has there been so much resistance to Medicare for all? Oh, we realize that like as soon as they start having to offer like free COVID relief, health insurance prices go down, and then the whole economy crashes because we've been like relying on healthcare blood money for our entire economy for a very long time. And dark mad dark magic. It is, it is. And I think that we are, I think it's going to be a very, very long time before our economy really recovers until we make some serious uh, investments in human capital, actual like investments in human infrastructure. And that's why 
I am supporting everyone gets a free slave. That, that, that's what I. That's what I mean by human. <laughs> that's what I mean by human human capital. Give them. Yeah. What do you yeah, mean by like, human capital? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what do you really mean by human capital? I mean, I mean, everyone gets a slave. Everyone gets a little slave. Uh, just they're they are from Delaware. Just a little Delaware slave, and they're all white. They're because we've learned our history. They're white slaves from Delaware, and that'll be it. That, yes, that's, that's going to be the thing. Uh, what? Woke slavery. <laughs> I am. Oh, or no, no. In, intersectional slavery. I am about this queen. Yeah. Yes. I know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, unless we have something like some real, like, Medicare for all, universal basic income, and a Green New Deal, I don't really see us ever, uh, us coming out of any sort of, of this depression. There is going to be a depression. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. There's going to be a depression. We are already in, a, we are already in a recession. I mean, there's 14% unemployment. 30 million people have filed for unemployment in the past six yeah. weeks. I mean, we are in a severe recession, more severe than the last one already. Whether that's a depression or not uh, is a great question. At the height of the Great Depression, we are at 30% unemployment. And we are Woo! there are zero signs that we are letting up in our economic outlook for a while. I mean, especially because okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. hell yeah, okay. it is the only reason that people aren't in the streets, uh, killing their like landlords and eating them uh, mm-hmm. at like luau style barbecues, because <laughs> just like just we're out of food, over a like long pig yeah. style, we need to eat these landlords. <laughs> is the only reason we're not doing that because we all have Netflix, <laughs> dude. And honestly, some people are. It's like it's already that 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 well has already begun to run dry like people are looking at the streaming services and they're just like i don't want to watch the new hollywood uh series <laughs> on, on netflix i don't give a shit I'm not like watching the, the jordan documentary you can't make me yeah yeah you, i will not watch tiger king and honestly the only thing that has prevented a full-on revolt is people being like but i do want to hear about michael jordan and i do want to oh. hear about the the ascendancy of the 90s <laughs> I will wait one more week. We have to wait. I, the revolution can't yeah. start until I finish this season of Better Call Saul. Yeah. Um, so, okay, okay. So you, you, you think a depression is happen, going to happen or whatever? What What is, like, the tipping point? What What's the tipping point? Is it just sort of, like, lack of relief funds or... And, and and or just like people still not able to go to work again, I mean, or is it the stock market? Like, what is it? I mean, think about this from a timeline perspective. November nineteen twenty nine or October nineteen twenty nine is when the Great Depression started, and between then and January of nineteen thirty three, there was the Great Depression. There was like nothing happened. Basically, there was okay. dust uh, bowls. Yeah, human caravans. It was for a couple years, but there was breadlines and there were uh, labor strikes every week. Hoovervilles. Basically, the elites in the Democratic Party made a big bet on Roosevelt because they thought that unless they elected a progressive Democrat, there would be a communist revolution. And that is the only reason why... Roosevelt got elected is because there were strikes every single day. There were 30% unemployment. There were bread lines. And there was just um, constant labor unrest and constant. uh, Basically, 
we got the people in power to finally be afraid of the people, right? Yeah. And I don't really see it happening there. Uh, wh- like, if you're asking me, like, what the tipping point is, I have no idea. We The uh, Americans are generally a pretty feeble and cowardly type. We're like, oh, I'm just going to write my representative or whatever. Or like, I don't know. Just there's no real militancy of the working class in this country. So because yeah. we just constantly have this belief in that democracy will cure everything. So there's not really like an immediacy like there was maybe in the you know in the outbreak of the Arab Spring in Tunisia or Egypt, right? Where they were, yeah. they were like, "Oh, wow, 70% of the country is protesting me right now. I need to I need to leave." You know, like we're not I'm not sure if we can really do that. Also, America is an entire continent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's very ent- diffused. Yeah. Like, you keep bringing up the idea of a revolution, or not you, but, like, this idea of a revolution, I keep thinking, well, we don't even know who the right targets are. Like, mm-hmm. I keep, I keep, uh, 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 like, I think about Joe Biden being um, the DNC nominee, and I'm like, well, give me a list of the 10 people that need to pay for that. <laughs> like, who are the 10 people that are the most responsible for making that choice? Or, you know, I think about the Women's March, and there were, like, mil- a million women in pussy hats uh, marching through the streets in D.C., but it's like, well, what if all of them had guns? Or, like, what if, <laughs> what if they all... Who could you point that energy? What direction can that energy go into to actually affect change as opposed to be a theatrical spectacle? Great question. That man, dude, who, okay, I should mention to everybody, of course, that this is, of course, a satirical podcast. That being, <laughs> that, that being said, if somebody spontaneously combusted, who would it be best? Like, where they're just walking down the street and then just, boom, they just explode. <laughs> There's no detonation or it's like the, the alien monster splats out of their chest. Peaceful. And like, who? Peaceful. Yeah, I mean. They're given the I Nobel mean, Prize right before they spontaneously combust. Yeah. Who? Yeah, I mean, look, we all want it to be Henry Kissinger, but we already know that he's done the worst that he's already done. So, like, who who do you, is it actually, you know? Well, I wonder, to, to push back a little bit, Danny, I wonder if you, it's like, if the, every person is just a chess piece on the board, it yeah. it's more like, okay, well, somebody's going to step into their place right afterwards and keep the, maintaining the same policies, unless there's, a new organization of people who are like, well, change is going to take more than me putting on this uh, pink hat. Like, yeah, like you they can't ha- just spontaneously the, combust somebody. <laughs> the people in the pink hats also have to be saying things like, "We, uh, whoever we put in next, is going to advocate for uh, uh, more paid vacation time, more maternity and paternity leave, you know, mm-hmm. more yeah. universal mm-hmm. health care." Mm-hmm. Like, are there? Yeah, I just don't even see enough advocates for that. But, you know, I'm an atomized person in my apartment in quarantine watching mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I'm part of the problem. Hey, man, once, look, 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 once that fucking Michael, once that Michael Jordan documentary stops, they better <laughs> fucking watch their goddamn necks. All right. <laughs> they better, they better watch the fuck out. All right. Um, Okay, well, okay, so... I mean, for me, uh, Mitch McConnell, I, I, I would... I, I don't really think there's anyone... I mean, him and Benjamin Netanyahu, I probably 
there are, those are like probably two people, two like elected officials that I hate more than anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but really, that's because uh, Benjamin Netanyahu borrowed my GameCube one time and he totally fucked up the drive. But that, that's that's a separate <laughs> thing. Uh, but I, those, I mean, both of those men have so much more blood on their hands than Trump. So I, I would say one of those two, if not both. Yeah. Actually, the funniest part about that is you don't get down to the first hundred or 200 or 300 people. Joe Biden is like the last on the list of spontaneous <laughs> combustion because he just happens to be in this position where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be your, your your guy, Jack. But like he has no he's an ultimate. He's the ultimate puppet. So it's like. Like, no, 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 no. Joe Biden spontaneously combusting. That means nothing. You got to get to the actual source. Yeah. I w- yeah, exactly. I-, I like Joe better than Pete, so whatever. What I sure, think is sure. crazy about Joe is, like, imagine he's old, right? So, like, no matter what, he's either going to die in office or die very soon after this campaign. And to think that you're wasting your twilight years in this weird power grab when you stand oh. for nothing. Stand for nothing, dude. Dude, he could be he could be fucking giving back rubs to his niece. I mean, <laughs> he could just he could be, he'd be like, "Can you guys just put me out to pasture where there's a bunch of little kids that can pour water all over my hairy legs?" <laughs> dude, he, dude, honestly, I as long as there was another lifeguard around, I would love Joe Biden to, to be in to be the lifeguard at the fucking Delaware pool. Like it's just like, Hey, why are you running? Why are you running around there? Right. You trying to cause trouble? Like, uh, yeah, I, I would want, I would love that. I would want Joe Biden. I don't know why I thought of this, but I would want Joe Biden. I don't even know if this is a job, but like to massage injur- injured horses. I think that <laughs> like, this horse has like a sprained ankle and like Joe Biden is like a massage therapist for horses. Dude, he would be an amazing horse, but whisper, just like, whoa, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey. yeah, oh, dude, wh- hey, hey, where you going? Where you going? <laughs> Goldeneye, what are I'm you not... doing there? You know, like... Yeah, the, the, the horse, the horse is just like, ah, yeah, I don't know, I don't like <laughs> bad touch. Stop, I don't like this. Bad yeah. touch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you smell nice, boy. You smell nice. Let me. Uh, <laughs> would you like some oats oh, and this, some uh, this... and some apple cubes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this horse is this point. horse is like ten. Ha- is like 10 hands long this horse <laughs> Joe, we, we don't measure it in your hand uh, uh yeah that's that's wild um yeah speaking of uh that guy who might have allegedly raped that lady um mm. what what was the next thing on the list <laughs> uh, um, so uh Oil is really weird right now, and I think that Ooh, ten- should... tangentially, tangentially related to the stock market, kind of. It is. I mean, that's another reason why, like, the economy is crashing so hard is because oil is doing poorly, right? And because no one, I mean, basic understanding of the problem, right? Production of oil is happening to meet the oil needs of the world in February of 2020 right that's what production was that included the the big players in that were canada united states saudi arabia russia those are the big boys doing oil right on top of that there was also norway venezuela nigeria those are some other a couple of other ones but really it was those four and 
And the UAE is more of a distributor, but they have some oil fields as well. A little bit of Iran, a little bit of Iraq. And then, but they, all of a sudden in March, because of quarantining, no one's traveling. No one's using oil. No businesses are really open. Airlines are empty. Cruise ships are empty. There's no need for jet fuel. There's no need for car oil. There's no need for gasoline. So all of a sudden, Trump in last month was trying to negotiate basically some sort of unilateral or some bilateral talking back, scaling back production from Russia and Saudi Arabia. He was trying to negotiate this thing where basically they were kind of playing chicken with each other because they wanted to have both, they both knew that they needed to draw down their oil supply to keep the price high, okay? Because if there's too much supply and low enough demand, then you just have this whole glut of oil that nobody wants, and so price is gonna drop. And, and where are you gonna warehouse all those barrels, man? Precisely. So what ended up happening was Trump failed because uh, this is actually the first time that he's actually been unsuccessful in anything in his entire life. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he what? What are you talking about? <laughs> he uh, unsuccessfully uh, could not get Russia and Saudi Arabia to reduce their oil production fast enough, and the United States. He also would not invoke, you know, the Defense Production Act or whatever to get these oil companies to stop producing oil. And as a result of that, he, the price of oil just went so far down and there was just so much oil in reserves in these tankers that it actually became more expensive to keep the oil in the tanker than it would be just to get rid of it. So that's why it, they actually ended up the price of oil for one day, like a couple weeks ago, was negative. They were literally, and the price of storage units went through the roof. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the guy at Manhattan Mini Storage was like, "This is how I win." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit of anecdotal evidence for that too as well i was making some uh decals for my friend who builds bicycles and he's like oh yeah if you get that to me before tuesday would that would be good i'm actually going on a road trip and i was like oh really and he's like yeah i'm gonna go drive to new mexico and i was like what and he's like yeah dude gasoline is so cheap right now like Whoa. it is yeah it is incredibly cheap He's like, I'm going to get on my hog and just listen to Bad to the Bone the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Doppler effect of Bad to the Bone. Just like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, I associate road trips with Credence, and I don't know what the, whether they supported oil, big oil or not, but... I still think I still think of Credence on any road. I was that, that's the song that came to my head. Uh, anyways, basically what this is doing is this is really ruining a lot of things. Everyone's in trouble. Everyone's scared. It's ruining the stock market. There are entire regions of the country that are completely reliant on oil, and they're in trouble, man. Like if you have an entire economy devoted to one resource, people, everyone's going to lose their job. Everyone. 
right? Oh, wait. Okay, okay. Let me let me take a guess here. I don't know if you know the answer. Uh, I would say Houston and the Gulf. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. So there's also, I mean, uh, most of Texas, honestly. Like, yeah. There's just a, yeah. I mean, it, it's bad right now. There's just a huge, <laughs> it, I can't really say it any, any other way. That's just how many people are going to lose their jobs. Uh, basically, what I see, what I see right now is there's this the oil industry in West Texas. There have been ten thousand people who have already been furloughed in Midland and Odessa. Four times as many people might ultimately lose their jobs. This is from the New York Times, and I mean that's ridiculous. Like that, that is just a huge and and then the people those people can't afford to like go to restaurants. Those people can't afford to see a doctor. Those people can't afford to do anything, right? I mean, it is going to everyone who everyone ultimately relied on that source of revenue to be stable for everyone else's job to function. I mean, there is that they were that that the oil was the cornerstone, uh, economic. You know, the foundation is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like how be how beavers, the beaver that makes the dam that lets all the fish that turns the stream into a pond. Yeah. <laughs> There's dude, I have the population of Odessa, Texas right in front of me. I have not looked at it yet. It can't There's it cannot be no more than 50,000. I'm going to look at it right now and tell you how much there actually are of people in Odessa, Texas. Okay. The population of Odessa, Texas, oh, which is in Midland County, uh is 120 thousand people in the city uh so yeah so ten thousand people have already lost their job i mean there is in addition to the unemployment in other sectors of the city there is an additional 10 percent add that on to everybody else mm-hmm. 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 So, i mean there, there is like 10 percent. so oil from this region supports 10 percent of the texas economy it's just it's really 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 going to hurt a lot of vulnerable people right i mean this is going to hurt this is not going to hurt oil executives this is going to hurt normal ass people who you know just work on a rig work in a refinery work in transportation work at whatever Mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff and this just came out today actually shell has a dire warning for oil markets this is from Shell's earnings call. So an earnings call, basically every quarter, a big company has to give an earnings call. They have to disclose how much money they're making, how they're doing, and give like a little report to their shareholders. And yeah, yeah. They had an earnings call. This CFO said investors that there's going to be major demand destruction that we don't even know will come back. They're saying that <laughs> like, this could That's not good. Yeah, there's like this could just never ever ever come back. And this is also Shell the first this is the first time that Shell gave out a dividend and a dividend uh if if you guys aren't fully aware what it is is it's when a shareholder just gets a bonus, right? It's yeah. when the company Yeah, I've heard of dividend. Okay, yeah. So it's it's just I've played if, Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. Own, if you own money in a stock, it's just when the company just decides to give you a little bit of just a little little treat. A little taste. Around. A little, little taste. slice of salami. A little slice yeah, of salami. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they this is the 
they are giving out their first dividend cut since the 1940s. Whoa. Yeah. So wait. Yeah. Wait. So that's so I'm okay. Uh, tell me if I'm out of talking out of school here. Is the reason they they're doing that because up until like since the 1940s, they've just been big dick shell walking around slinging their hog everywhere mm-hmm. like i'm big dick shell look at me look at me go <laughs> and because of this gi- sorry go because ahead. of this gi- gigantic uh petroleum crash or whatever like hey big dick shell here just wanted to give you a little treat uh mm-hmm. don't worry nothing bad is going to happen in the future uh all right i'll see you later well it's because everyone yeah, yeah, and everyone wants to get the hell, like, sell their shell stocks. Like, you do not want those stocks right now. It, yeah, it, they are they are so low in value uh, that because those sorts of industries are just hit so goddamn hard. Like, you don't want to have shell. You don't want to have Carnival cruises. You don't want to have any airline stocks. These are things that are hurting very, very badly, and. Uh, this is also uh, from uh, the CEO for, of Shell. There, it's bracing for its worst case scenario that demand will never fully recover. I think a crisis like this has the potential to capitalize society into a different way of thinking, much as the Paris Agreement has, like the Paris Climate Agreement. Yeah, they yeah. they are expecting an L-shaped recovery. What? Uh, basically, there's different ways that. The, the the sacred line can move, right? It goes down, and then it could do, like, a V. It jumps back up really fast. Oh, or it could okay, be, like, okay, a U okay. and slowly come back up, you know? Or it can be an L, which is what the CEO of the company is predicting, that it's going to go down and just stay down. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I like to call that a flat line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, that's that's really wild. I mean, we did just talk about like the proliferation of um, you know, green energy last week. Um, dude, I mean, hey, this you could you could take this Danny prediction to the bank. Uh, th- those people they're gonna be fucking jumping over to that industry right quick in the next five ten years. Yerp, yerp, yeah, yerp, yerp. It's gonna be a big move, big 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 move. And then there's gonna be know? like all sorts of fraud that goes on. In both, uh-huh. you're gonna find like there's going to be some greenwashing, as we have discussed, right? There's gonna be like some like shell spinoff. It's gonna be like, oh, we're solar, we're a solar company, but you look at the solar panels and they're actually just like actually secret. They have drills that are underneath them that are secretly drilling for oil, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, or something like that, or like a a wind turbine that's actually just spinning natural gas. You know, they just like found a way to like. <laughs> harness cow farts into the wind turbine um so there's gonna be all sorts of greenwashing there's gonna be we're gonna realize like after the entire oil industry collapses there's gonna be all these things that are called derivative lawsuits basically where the shareholders sue the company there's gonna be a lot of that sort of stuff and they're they're gonna have some lawsuits that have been like you didn't do this right you mismanaged the company you've violated your duty of loyalty you you know totally were bad at your job and that'll come out and it'll be fun to watch guys it's going to be fun to watch the oil industry sink i'm just excited for it that's one thing that i look forward to 
Uh, yeah, dude. I'm, I, dude, I love these oil. I, I'm gonna absolutely relish the oil purist. So, like a five foot five man wearing like a, a, a fucking cowboy hat the size of a Honda Fit just walking down the street like a. Well, you tornado, I'll never get up on this oil. This oil's been. This oil's been pushing my marriage for the last 70 years. Like, I love. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to love to see that guy. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, what I want to see is like um, the the Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood for the- Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I, I want to <laughs> meet that guy for the wind industry, you know? <laughs> I, yes. I want to meet like the blood-sucking psychopathic killer who just happened, who's like building all the wind developments in- Eastern Colorado or whatever, you know, and he's just killed hundreds of men with a bowling pin. Yeah, the uh, there will be blood part two, like yeah. uh, this time more fans. But it's it's Paul Dano who's playing the the wind energy guy instead of the preacher, right? The mighty wind. Ooh. I ah. suck your wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suck your wind. <laughs> <laughs> I suck it right up. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude, there's going to be so many crazy. And you know, the worst part is, is it's just going to be like fucking boners wearing polo shirts being <laughs> just <Yeah>. acting uh, <laughs> effortlessly cruel. <laughs> just, <laughs> man, I mean, that's what Elon Musk is. Elon Musk is a, a semi smart individual who uh, fucking uh, stepped in it and uh, now is like holding on to it. And, and like all the while, it's just like, yeah, I, I fuck Grimes in our special like sex bean bag. Like he's just trying to he's like, why do these fucking nerds hold so much power? What I want is like Grimes to be like to write a song about Elon Musk, about like how hot he is and then like have like one funny line. And then someone like be like, Grimes, I just lost twenty thousand dollars because of that lyric. In these stocks, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he fucking, I, I think well, one of these days we'll have to talk about shorting stocks because I love the, I love the people, I love Tesla as a stock because it's crazy. It does crazy shit where mm. it was like below three hundred dollars less than like three months ago, and then it jumped up to nine hundred dollars, <laughs> and then. It just dipped right back down to $400 and now went back up to $700. It's like a heart attack of a stock to watch. Fuck, man. Love a good stock on a yo-yo diet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, man. But anyways. Okay, yeah. so uh, what else do we have to talk about? We talk, so Social Security, uh, the Social Security Trust Fund is in trouble, right? Uh, there's just... Because everyone is right, how does Social Security come about? Payroll taxes, okay? Yes. Everyone's losing their job. Social Security, the Social Security uh, fund, uh, the, the the little trust fund that's holding Social Security, and when the thing that keeps all our money that we put in our socials into Social Security that we will be able to start getting back when we're sixty five. That's going to go bankrupt or that's going to just be in serious, serious trouble as a result of the COVID depression. Is there a name for this depression yet? I just I think I just coined it. Uh, I think the pandemic 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 or coronavirus. We haven't really gotten like we've gotten a couple names from this so far. Are we in um, the uh, Corona doldrums right now? 
Yeah, yeah. I think Corona coronavirus is probably. Mm. Uh, I think that's what's gonna stick. Uh, COVID is, you know, people use that occasionally, but yeah, nothing kind of rolls off the tongue quite like um, uh, coronavirus. You know. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it it's it's like uh it's like that meme, uh, all the three percenters and all the libertarians who are they're gonna be using that meme of that guy where he's just sort of like don't have to worry about paying social security taxes if the if there ain't no jobs and he's doing this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, that's when you sent me that. I it was something that I had never even thought of because I was like, oh yeah, you can't fill that big ass fund if there's no jobs right <laughs> there ain't nothing there's nothing man so it's gonna they're saying that um the what this group is called the bipartisan policy center i i don't know who they are that sounds creepy i didn't look up who they were before this but they said that the it is preliminary but it could be that the old age and survivor insurance trust could be depleted by 2029 in the disability insurance trust fund by 2024 even sooner that is if things if this economic situation will be as severe as the great recession okay Ugh. that is if it's as bad as things were and it's going to be worse guys like it's got to like it's just <laughs> you, oh my god when you were when you were like David, will it be bad? Yes. Like, just a, <laughs> I, no hesitancy. I, I, I know. Like, like, I can't. We were already on thin ice before this. There is just so much debt, government debt, corporate debt, and privately held debt before coronavirus hit that, like, we thought that we were going to, like, last September, there was rumblings of a recession hitting. And because everyone was just like, this is just going to keel over. But really what it ended up being is more like a powder keg. And then the coronavirus was just lighting the powder keg. I don't really see how we can recover from this very soon. I really just don't. Yeah. Like, there's just going to be so many people that are going to die. Also, I'm sorry. This episode has very little to do with white collar crime. And <laughs> uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but I really don't see how we're going to. There's going to be. There already have been so many people that have died. And so many people will continue to die as these states continue to reopen, that is going to severely, uh, that's going to kill and hurt so many people's lives. It will also severely contract our economy, okay? The first time, the first time that China's economy really had a big shrink since the 80s was when the one-child policy generation came into the workforce, okay? Less because they didn't have enough people. Yeah, less yeah. people is bad for the economy. Um, we will never fully recover from this. I, 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 if we do, we will just need a like there is just going to have to be a severe movement of capital and resources and structure structural change of how this government works, guys. Of how our economy works. Wow. I don't know. That's, Very interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it wasn't the uh, the end of the Great Depression was uh, the World War. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of the, uh, I don't want to say it's like a positive thing because it's not, but is that kind of in government's playbooks to just 
start a war to get rid of <laughs> excess people, give people jobs, and uh, get an economy up and running. That that's actually pre- uh, I'm reading. I mean, a little bit of a preview for the future, but I'm I'm rereading the shock doctrine uh, right now, and uh, yeah, that's what fucking old you know what's her face. Um, uh, why am I forgetting Naomi the name? Klein. Naomi the pr- Klein. No, 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 no. The Prime Minister of England, in, Margaret in, in, Thatcher. In Margaret Thatcher. That's what Margaret Thatcher did with the fucking Falkland Islands. Is uh, everything? It's like her, her, all, everything she was doing was wildly unpopular, and then she did a, a a crazy nationalist thing where Argentina was like, "No, these are ours now," uh, because they were still a military junta, and then they were like, "And now we nationalize behind this gigantic, incredibly important thing, the Falkland Islands." <laughs> Oh, and they're also, yeah, and the federal government is already jumping towards the demonization of China. I mean, obviously, there was the demonization of China when it, when this was all first happening. But now they're actually putting it on on blast where they're like, no, 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 no. This came from a, a lab. And everyone's like, where's, where's the evidence? And they're like, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> and then everybody, every other independent uh, source is like, yeah, it, it almost certainly didn't come from that. They're like, no, 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 no. We definitely need to have an armed conflict with a nation of uh, several billion people. We need to do that. We definitely Wait, need to do are that. Are you telling me that Tucker Carlson said something misleading? No, no, dude, he's my god. I love him. Uh, <laughs> I love the bowtie god. I'll, n- I'll never, I'll never leave him. The is it, what, what's what's he the fortune of? He's like the child of like pretzels or something isn't he like a pretzel (laughs) he's like like i don't remember what i don't remember what he's the he's got he's like the heir to i don't know like knickknacks for pretzels it's knickknacks for pretzels it's toys for can't for food it's something really fucking arbitrary and i can't remember what it is but um yeah i mean i guess we could start a war i mean it would cut the labor supply right you'd kill all these 18 to 35 year olds and uh, give, I mean, yeah, give people a reason to use oil. Yep. Also, also, coronavirus is blasting out our aged population too. It's a lot of people who are dying of it are still quite old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, maybe that's their whole thing. Where it's like, no, no, don't. Uh, yeah, again, going back to that meme, just like, no, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay people Social Security if they're fucking dead. All right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Oh, and then last thing that I guess we want to talk about. We don't have much time. Uh, sure. And I um, I want to talk about Amazon. I know we wanted to talk about how Amazon is scooping up its data from its own sellers to launch competing products. And basically, I mean, what what that that is an uh, anti-competitive activity, right? And yeah. is it, which is exactly what it sounds like. That could be something that would be a violation of our antitrust laws, but it probably won't be because uh, our antitrust laws are not really enforced. Yeah, this is the um, this is the thing that I actually mentioned, I think last week or maybe the week before, um, where you're right. It is an, it, like on its face, and if we were in a different era, it would be one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is fucked. This is fucked and stupid, and you have to stop doing that. But... Um, inevitably the argument that amazon and jeff bezos will use is like no 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 you don't understand we're doing this because we're obsessed with our customers and we're obsessed with uh good prices for them because like amazon's not wrong in the sense that they will copy 
what your your whatever little tote that you made um just like and make their own but because they have such a, a vast distribution network and and resources on their side they will make that tote like three dollars cheaper which is technically good for the customer even though it is uh wildly uh bad for society as a whole you know right and if the and the funny thing is a lot of customers are also workers so if you pay people low wages that they can't actually afford to buy the thing even though it seems like it's very very cheap like you, if you have a class stratification where there are workers who are getting paid very very little and but those workers also need are going to want to buy things as well like when you pay people well they become co- workers become consumers right yeah that was the ford theory which is if you pay like i'm going to make sure that all of my employees can afford a ford car right that was his kind of business ethos and it was smart because he created an entire new consumer base basically yeah right yeah and eventually if every single per like big company does the amazon business model where they just pay people very 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 low wages eventually you're just going to run out of consumers so then you can only market luxury products to a very small small elite yes something like that yeah, yeah. and everyone else yeah, lives or- in a shanty town or hovel and you keep thinking that there's a mythical consumer that's somewhere abroad in a yeah. country that has uh, a a greater safety net and a and a vibrant middle class. Yep. Yeah, you could do you can do that and you can also be like, "Hey, look, we can either pay you we can either pay you your wages or uh we could give you uh an entire crate of Amazon Basics Bic pens." <laughs> and then <laughs> Hey man, you just uh, hey, you take the pens, you put them in the regular big boxes. All right, you got a stew on your hands. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a situation where they make their own script. <laughs> yeah, what if they? Yeah, what if they have their own nightmare general store model where where it's like you can either get paid in wages, uh, cash, or you can get paid in an Amazon gift card that works for any of the Amazon products that are the like bootleg products. So you could live. Yeah, you could subsistence live off of just Amazon generics. Damn. <laughs> Bleak. Yeah, man. actually. Apparently, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to look into this um, a little bit more in the future. But apparently, Jeff Bezos in like a press release said something like uh, Amazon had a, a windfall of $4 billion in profit or whatever, you know, uh, since coronavirus has happened, because obviously they're doing, making a killing right now. But he said it was he was gonna reinvest it all into like worker stuff. So like keep a keep an eye out on that. See what he's gonna do because he will not. Uh, or if he does it, it'll be in a sneaky backhanded way. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, just keep an eye out for Jeff Bezos. It's not that hard. He's a he's a reflective man these days. So and I he, want- he, he's accompanied by a robot dog. So Ew. he'll be able to see him. Yeah. Ugh. So I wanted to talk about one more thing before we go, and that is sure, the, sure. Um, an Amazon vice president and distinguished engineer at Amazon Web Services quit because uh, Amazon fired some activist, some union activist in Staten Island. Really? That's yeah. right. Shout-outs just... to those union organizers. Yeah, shout-out to the union organizers. Shout-out, uh, what was his name, Chris? Is that right? 
and I can look it up, but yeah. We, you know what? Well, what I love about this is that we didn't even pretend to look this up beforehand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. We're wait, honest wait, wait. to so listeners. Exp- explain this. Explain this a little further, because I, I didn't hear about this. Uh, so there was a guy who worked at Amazon who uh, was involved in a union already. So there, or are... he had. Well, the guy who organized the union is uh, Christian Smalls. Yes, he was organizing okay. strikes, and they had a whole PR campaign against him. Uh, internal memos show that this is not the story. This is the backstory, and um, and they they really wanted to paint him as not smart or articulate. And I've heard him in interviews, and he's awesome. So mm-hmm. shout outs to Chris Smalls. He got fired from the job. It but was... this other guy that Dave is talking about is totally different. So this guy is okay. named uh, Tim Bray, this, guy, this, v- this vice president. So th- there was the warehouse workers in Staten Island that were talking about the working conditions at Amazon. An announcement sent to internal mailing lists on Friday, April 10th, was apparently the flashpoint. Emily Cunningham and Marin Costa, two of these organizers, were fired on the spot that day. Those were also some people. The justifications were laughable. Is what this is, I'm reading directly from an open letter that Tim Bray uh, wrote in response to him quitting at Amazon. He said, the justifications were laughable. It was clear to any reasonable observer that they were turfed for whistleblowing. Management could have objected to the event or demanded that outsiders be excluded or that leadership be represented or any number of other things. There was plenty of time. Instead, they just fired the activists. Which is illegal. Yes. Um, but but they definitely were just sort of like, oh, you were five minutes late, you know? Yeah. So there's a couple other activists that were uh, people, Courtney, Courtney Bowden, uh, Gerald Bryson, Marin Costa, Emily Cunningham, Bashir Muhammad, and Chris Smalls, including Chris Smalls. This is so- something kind of funny. Uh, he says, here are some descriptive phrases you might use to describe the activist firing. Chicken shit. Kill the messenger. Never heard of the Streisand effect. Designed to create a climate of fear, like painting a sign on your forehead saying either guilty or has something to hide. Which do you like? (laughs) (laughs) This is just directly from this guy. And he says, Amazon's messaging has been urgent that they are prioritizing this issue and putting massive efforts into warehouse safety. He says, I actually believe this. I've heard detailed descriptions from people I trust of the intense work and huge investments. Good for them. Let's grant that you don't turn a super tanker on a dime, but he believes the worker testimony as well. At the end of the day, the big problem isn't the specifics of the COVID-19 response. It's that Amazon treats the humans in the warehouses as fungible units of pick and pack potential. Only that's so they're like fuel cells with heartbeats. Only that's not just Amazon. It's how the 21st century capitalism is done. Yeesh. That guy. I mean, I, I, it is kind of weird how he kind of takes like a both sides thing where it's like, no, they really have improved on this too. Just like, come on, dude, stop being a chicken shit. Just call, just call them, call them bad, call them bad and let's be done with it. <laughs> he did call them chicken shit as well. Um, he know, did. He did. Uh, yeah. I mean, he really, uh, yeah, man, pretty, it's a pretty wild letter. Uh, and I, I, you know, I salute him for, for quitting. I think it's, a, he's doing the right thing. Uh, this is what people of good, if there are, it, if there are anyone who is an executive in a higher place of power and calls themselves or considers themselves a liberal, this is what you do. This is what being a liberal looks like. This is not what like necessarily like, you know, 
like a you know this isn't like the beginnings of a revolution this is just what like a bourgeois liberal of good conscience should do in my opinion don't you guys think so yeah yeah no i, I actually I, it's kind of an interesting point because it's 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 acknowledging like it's a it, it's going to be an essentially somewhat inadequate but at least you're saying something mm-hmm. i don't know yeah just doing anything yep 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 exactly yep well, uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot more horror stories coming out of Amazon in the future on episodes of Ponzi Scream. You're oh god, oh my goodness, they're gonna they're gonna keep coming back. Watch again. Make get your make sure your ro- your robot dog is trained on uh, on Jeff Bezos. Uh, make sure to illegally fly drones in New York City. The the cops hate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, god. Well, boys, keep flying your illegal drones in the sky. Uh, I salute you, and I salute you know. I uh, l- salute all the activists out there, and I guess let's all get all antibody all tests. Say. Let's go get uh, let's go give our blood and uh, have it sold uh, by whoever we give the blood to to the highest bidder in big pharma. And <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. not get a dime off of that. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what's the over what's what's the over under on me being uh, antibody positive? How you guys think I you guys think I had it? Dude, <laughs> yep. If you. I think if you had it, uh, I I would I would drain you of your blood and sell it on the black market. <laughs> yeah, at, nice. At forty thousand dollars a milliliter. I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually donate it to Aetna because I feel bad. You know, Blue Cross Blue Shield must be really hurting them a lot. So I'm just gonna give it straight to the people who need it the most, the health insurance companies. <laughs> hey man, that's the best you can do in this situation, David. <laughs> Uh, all oh. right. Well, I am, uh, I'm David. Uh, this has been Ponzi Scream. Yeah, this is Gabe Pacheco over here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as Danny, my blood is for sale. Uh, to be <laughs> positive. Uh, all right. Be positive. All right. All right. Good night. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. All right bye. Bye. bye.